This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player. What is going on, everyone? How we all doing out there? How was, uh, how was the Friday after Thanksgiving? Did we relax, have a nice day, watch a little football or basketball? I've been doing that all day. I've been, I've been chilling, watching some sports and uh, making some bets. You know, it is what we do. So I uh, hope you guys all had a good Friday. Again, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And uh, on today's show... We are going to give four of our favorite picks in the NFL this weekend. Now, we're going to give our final round of NFL picks Sunday morning on uh, Sunday's Quick Picks. But right now, I'll go a little little bit in depth with these games and let you guys know what I'm thinking in the NFL. All right, let's start off with Las Vegas at Atlanta. Las Vegas on the road, a three-point favorite. And we are going with the road team here in the Raiders. Las Vegas is actually a lot better than people think. I mean, I hear people mention the best teams in the league, Super Bowl contenders, things like that. And you rarely hear the Raiders put in that conversation. I honestly think they should be. I think they're one of the better teams in the AFC. John Gruden is actually an underrated head coach. As much publicity as he gets, as much as people used to talk about him, he really is a great innovator in the NFL. And his time away watching from the booth really helped, I think, shape how he approaches everything now day to day. Uh, Derek Carr has blossomed under him. Derek Carr right now sixth overall in the NFL in terms of quarterback rating. And uh, Las Vegas, if you look at their schedule, I think they have some of the best wins in all of 2020. And look, I know this isn't college football where you're trying to put together the best resume, so (laughs) we're looking at the best wins and losses here, but I think that means something. And in the NFL, where you get fluky wins, fluky losses sometimes, I think that the the Raiders are for real. I mean, they they probably should have beaten Kansas City, what was that, last week, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was. This is a real team. Uh, Las Vegas last week, the biggest DVOA jump as a team. So Team DVOA, Football Outsiders, does this DVOA rating, both for offense, defense, and cumulative team ratings. Uh, The Raiders just last week alone jumped from 14th to 9th overall in the NFL. And on the other side, Atlanta, look... I'm selling Atlanta high. I mean, for a long time, Atlanta was losing games. People didn't like Atlanta. But now, the last couple weeks, they've been a team to play on and a team that a lot of people have made money on. I mean, they've been winning, covering. I know they didn't last week against uh, New Orleans, but I think that's actually telling what we saw last week. I mean, they were on their heels for a lot of that game. And I think we see the same thing, at least a similar thing here, when they play Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas keeps Atlanta at bay defensively. And honestly, this is less about fading Atlanta and more about playing on the Raiders. I love Oakland right now. I want to play on them, and I think this is a good spot to do so. Las Vegas, minus three on the road at Atlanta. Game number two, Buffalo hosting the LA Chargers. Buffalo minus four. We will go with the home team in the Buffalo Bills here. And look, the LA Chargers... I understand they have good stats, but at some point, like at some point during the season, the whole thing of their stats are way better than their record or their statistics say that the outcome of these games is flawed. The LA Chargers are very, very good. And I understand putting stats up, putting points up and looking at what expected points are supposed to be based on what you've done during the game. But that's assuming an average team is doing those, is doing those things. And frankly, with Anthony Lynn and the coaching staff calling the shots, the LA Chargers will never be a very good team. I just believe that. And I I, I bet on them 
very little. I bet on them once this year and it lost. What was that, last week against the Jets? I mean, I get stung whenever I bet on them, and I'm frankly pretty good betting against them. Why? It's because Anthony Lynn can't cover a spread. I mean, he's decent against the spread at home, but when they go on the road in games like this across the country, that record falls to about 40%. He's not good ATS when they have to travel a long time. So I think LA's worst coaching staff in the NFL, if not one of the worst. And honestly, Buffalo has one of the best coaching staffs in the NFL. I feel comfortable putting my money behind these guys. And that means something, right? I had uh, the Texas Longhorns today um, in uh, college football. And I mean, Tom Herman made so many bonehead moves. I'm going halfway through the game. I'm like, why the fuck did I put my money on Tom Herman? Like, what am I thinking? And you're going to get that. Like, if you bet on a bad coach, you're going to expect to see bad coaching decisions during the game. If you bet on a good coach, you expect to see good things. So Buffalo and their coaching staff, I think it's something to bet on. Uh, Josh Allen, by the way, Josh Allen is not some dink and dunker with a great rushing offense. I know that's what some people think, but Josh Allen is eighth in the NFL in air yards per completion. What that pretty much does is just take away any yards after catch. How far down the field are these quarterbacks throwing the football? Josh Allen is eighth in that stat. So he's airing the football out. He's being asked to do a lot, and he's doing very well at it as well. One of the better quarterbacks in the league in terms of accuracy, which was his knock for a long time, and Josh Allen playing better and better. He's not fading this year. He's not getting worse. He's getting better. Los Angeles, fourth worst team in the NFL, giving up big plays. So if Josh Allen keeps going downfield, it could be a long day for that LA secondary. And the Chargers are giving up 31 points per game their last seven. I'll take Buffalo minus four at home. All right, game number three, Denver at home against the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans minus seven on the road. I'm going to take the home underdog here in the Denver Broncos. And honestly, I don't think Denver's a very good team. You guys understand this. I've faded Denver a lot this year, bet against them a lot. But this is a situation where it's just too many points where the Saints are looking, I think, questionable based on what they're going to do on offense. If the Saints think they can redo what they did last week against Atlanta on offense, I think they're crazy. I believe that the Denver Broncos have a better defense than Atlanta. I think they're much more well-equipped to stop Taysom Hill in that offense. And I think the Broncos are going to make the Saints offense very uncomfortable. I think Taysom Hill's going to have to be forced to throw the football. I think this uh, Denver secondary, which if you look at pure uh, uh, pass breakups and the the ability to defend the pass, you take everything else away. Denver is fifth in the NFL at that. And on top of it, they have one of the more physical safeties, if not both safeties in the NFL. I mean, this is a good team with a pretty good secondary that not a lot of people put in the category of good defense. And I think they're going to make it a long day for New Orleans. New Orleans in Denver, horrible against the spread. And look, and a lot of people are. Going to altitude is a real thing. And the Saints, I think, are going to struggle in this game. Do I think the Broncos win? No, I don't. But I think seven points is far too many for a Saints team with question marks at the quarterback position, question marks on offense. And uh, I think that we're buying the Broncos low here. The Broncos have not looked very good lately. Drew Locke, by the way, I rip on Drew Locke all the time. I don't think he's a very good quarterback at all. I think the Broncos should start searching for their next quarterback. But we talked about the stat uh, in the last game, air yards per completion. Uh, Drew Locke is number one in the NFL. I mean, he's averaging like 10 yards a pass when he's completing it. That is 
in my opinion, way too far downfield. I think the coaching staff needs to bring that back, dial it up way, substantially. And I know Drew Locke hasn't looked good, but I don't put a lot of faith in this coaching staff putting him in great situations. That's why I think the Broncos run the football, chew that clock up, and the Saints, again, I think they have success, just not enough to cover seven points on the road and in the altitude. So we'll go ahead and take Denver plus seven at home against New Orleans. And my fourth and final game in the NFL, oh, God, I really struggled with this one. We're going to Monday Night Football. Uh, no, not the Steelers and the Ravens, even though I, that may be Tuesday now. They don't know when the hell that game is going to be played. And that line's all over the place. It was three and a half a few days ago. Now it's seven and a half Steelers because obviously all the COVID news with uh, the Ravens. But I'm not touching that game. Where I'm going to go is Seattle at Philadelphia. I'm going to take Seattle minus five on the road against the Eagles. And honestly, this feels like a square bet. <laughs> this seems like, I, I, I was like, what is keeping me from doing this? Because I look at games like that and it pretty it's pretty clear to me that every average Joe out there, you know, everyone at the bar, every, every, every person who really doesn't do this professionally or, or you know, Make serious money out here, right? Every average better out there is probably going to take the Seahawks. Oh, the Seahawks minus five. The Eagles suck. I'm taking Philly, or I'm taking uh, Seattle. That, to me, seems very square. But when you look at some stats, the Seattle defense is getting better. This Eagles team is getting worse. Uh, Russell Wilson, every week, seems to be improving. They're getting healthier on the offensive line. I mean, there's so many things going in Seattle's favor. I think Seattle's also one of the better teams that uh, has a chance to make some noise in the, NF in the NFC this year. Russell Wilson playing well again. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, we all know about them, but they're starting to work those tight ends in. Tight end uh, targets have increased every week the last three weeks uh, that the Seahawks have played. The Eagles, like I said, falling, not, look, not looking well at all. I mean, when they can't keep pace with the NFC East, something's wrong, and the way the Eagles are losing, not just that they are losing, is very concerning. So I don't feel good putting my money behind a team like that. This line opened up three. It's currently five. I think it may keep going as we record Friday night, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. But uh, look, it, this is, uh, I understand, this seems square. It sounded square to me. It seems like the easy way out. But I can't find a reason not to take it. I looked at some in-depth stats. I looked at both quarterbacks. I, you know, deep dive on both coaching staffs. Look at the Seahawks when they travel to the East Coast. All that stuff. And, and there's no reason why I believe the Seahawks are a bad play at minus five. So we're going to go Seattle in that spot minus the five. All right, once again, Las Vegas minus three at Atlanta. Buffalo minus four against the LA Chargers. Denver plus seven at home against New Orleans. And the Seattle Seahawks minus five on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, all right, that does it for the NFL picks for this weekend. Stay tuned. Tomorrow morning coming out, Saturday's quick picks. So we'll talk to you guys then on The Sharp Angle.